I was lucky enough to last year buy a brand new snowblower. So. Everybody listening is going to call you now. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as that snow happens. Who's that Steve guy? Well, hello, folks. Welcome to episode seven of the Grace People podcast. I'm your host, Dan Lugo, and welcome as we explore Grace in every corner of our community, White Bear Lake, Minnesota, and beyond. Today, we'll be speaking with marketing director, author, uh, all-around cool guy, ENFP type seven. Uh, If you don't know what those mean, stick around and you'll find out. Steve Hallblade. And he's here to tell us about some projects he's got going on, um, as well as uh, what he's doing in the community. So, without further ado, episode seven of the Grace People podcast. Do you prefer Steve? Steven? Esteban? Yeah, Esteban, really. Uh, (laughs) That's my favorite. Um, That's what everybody calls you. (laughs) My friends call me Esteban. I was uh, in... I was Stefan when I took German, mm. but no, Steve's, Steve's whatever. Where did you take German? Oh, that was just a couple of years in high school. Nice. Yeah, back, way back, way back. Are you Are you a local person? Where are you from? I am. I, uh, I grew up in Brooklyn Park. Okay. So I lived in the Twin Cities all my life. When we got, uh, when I got married, uh, we moved to the, the better side. The uh, be- <laughs> we moved to St. Paul side. Um, <laughs> Just because it was my wife was working in Hudson at a church, hmm. uh, and um, and I was working at the time down in Bloomington, so it was a little closer to Midway. So yeah. So and we've been on the we've been on the east side ever since we went from there to Venice Heights, Venice Heights to Lionel Lakes, and then now we live in Hugo. Okay, just making your trek around. Yes, around but not in White Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm eight minutes, uh, actually about six minutes north of White Bear, so just up sixty one. So it's yeah, it's nice and convenient for sure. Um, you were telling me about your office. Yeah, we uh, we just moved in in uh, October, and uh, we call it the the Banning Studio because it's right on Banning in downtown White Bear. Um, and uh, it's me and two other companies. We're all within the marketing space primarily. There's an Amazon store guy that kind of sets up and, and is kind of an expert on Amazon. Uh, and then uh, my partner is, has his company called The Brand Office, which is really they've been doing helping companies with their branding for like 25 years. Um, wow. But they just rebranded their own company as The Brand <laughs> Office. And, okay. then, and then mine's immediate marketing. So uh, just helping helping companies uh, be more effective in their communication. So yeah. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, I started, I started that company about a year ago. So about uh, a, Jan- a year ago, January. And we just kicked off. What a time to start yeah, a yeah. company. <laughs> January, February, COVID. <laughs> so yeah. So last year was more about uh, infrastructure and just trying to get, uh, get things put in place. In fact, we we uh, in, in this January, this past or this month, we just launched our second or, or part of that organization, which is going to be just targeting the industry I came out of, which is packaging and automation. So, mm-hmm. and that's called the Source Collective. So it's a separate organization. But nice. How did you decide to go into this? Like, what's your background? Uh, it's marketing. I I graduated. I, I went to Bethel one year, and then graduated from Carlson School with a marketing degree. So. Um, so I've loved marketing. I've never been able to do the creative side because I've always been on the business side. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to start my own agency so that I could kind of handle everything. Because I, I, I'm a, 
So f- for those Myers Briggs people, I'm an ENFP, which means I I love to be out there. I'm I'm kind of love to be creative. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Wow, so. we're like almost <laughs> twins. <laughs> That's like I'm, I'm like just ENTP, but okay. real close to okay. F. Yeah. So the more I stopped hating people, the more I became like <laughs> they're like, oh, I guess you're an F, not a T. Uh, yeah, and a seven as well. So. Yeah. Being around people, uh, hanging out, which making then, connections. Which COVID then just, uh, oh, you know, that just for, for us sevens, this has been just an added level of, oh, I want to get out there again. Right. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Enneagram is a, uh, we could call it a personality assessment. It's uh, pretty old, um, though it's just ramped up in popularity immensely over the past 10, 15 years. Um, And there are nine personality types and sevens are like, we're the party starters. Yeah. (laughs) We're the 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 enthusiasts, I think they call (laughs) it. Yes. The enthusiasts. (laughs) Just always excited about something my my wife is a is a six and she she uh she likes to say i'm uh, like when we go shopping even grocery shopping uh you know i can make anything fun she took a picture of me of me once in a grocery store holding up two gallons of milk and just kind of being crazy (laughs) there you go (laughs) how would you say that serves you well in your in your marketing and what you're doing now yeah i i think it does Uh, you know it's just a, a way to because you're an extrovert by nature it's easier to have those those initial meetings with customers uh, kind of draw out what they're trying to do. We're relational, so uh, I think that really helps just from the sales side, which is my background in marketing. I typically am a salesman, which is why I'm partnering with other people that can do the production work and the creative work, although I will have some um, say in that and, and be able to brainstorm, which is another thing I love to do. So That's super cool. Yeah. I did a lot of sales as well. Okay. It's just like, wow. Yeah, that's what we're meant for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Can't not sell something. And not just because you want somebody to buy something they don't need, but because you're really excited to get somebody something that's like, this is going to be good for you. Right. Right. This is awesome. Right. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, You are also an author. Soon to be, yes. Soon to be. I mean, I I am an author. (laughs) I have not written anything yet. (laughs) I haven't written anything that's been published yet. Okay. It's uh, it's in the it's in the uh, third round edits right now. So and and we're and we're doing so the company I've mentioned before, the brand office, is working on the layout work and the book uh, cover design right now. So there's the marketing side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. and what what is your book that you're working on? Yeah, so that's that's an interesting story about how that came about. Um, never really intended to write a book. Um, when COVID hit last March, I was really frustrated and getting almost depressed with. Uh, I'm big on social media, at least browsing social media. I'm not don't post a lot. Um, and Facebook at the time was just full of negativity you know um seemed like everyone was posting you know and this is prior to the political scene coming on board but everyone was posting you know mask versus no mask oh what are what's trying to happen here with uh, you know why won't they and i was just like i can't if i'm going to be on this this platform i got to do something so i started um I kind of, I first I put the challenge out to anyone that wanted to join me, but then I just started basically writing almost a blog post, but on Facebook every day 
uh, and I was going to do it at the time. It was right at, at, after the, uh, the president had talked about, you know, a 15-day shutdown. Mm. So I said, I'm going to do 15. Only 15 yeah, days. Right. Yeah. I'm going to do 15 days of, of thankful posts, just random things that I'm thankful for. And I got through the 15, and I just kept going, first of all, because everything just kept was still shut down. And, and I, I, so I, I basically did a thankful post for 100 days, did 100 days of, of just thankful posts on Facebook, and that was my only post. And after that, I, I decided to stop, and I was just like, boy, I kind of miss writing. Because it was almost an outlet for me, and uh, and I found that you know since college there's not as as an as a adult in business uh, except for writing proposals and things like that or unless part of your job is writing you don't get a lot of outlets to write so I thought you know maybe I should think about writing something kind of put that on the back burner well then in midsummer I think it was mid June I woke up one morning. And I felt like God had spoke to me in a dream because I had suddenly just had this idea of a devotional book based on the letters of the alphabet. And I didn't think, I mean, I woke up and it was literally in my brain that way. So I've, I, I took it as a, a godsend and that I was supposed to do that. And so I did. Yeah. What would you, uh, not everybody knows what, what a devotional book or has sure. had experience with that. What is a devotional book? So uh, rather than a book that you might just read from cover to cover, this is meant to be more of a take one chapter at a time, chew on it, um, whether you do it, you know, one chapter per day, uh, each morning, each evening, or with like a quiet time or, um, you know, one a week uh, and, and give yourself some time to you on the concepts and things like that because each each chapter they're real short and are you becoming devoted to reading or? so the devotion basically it, it's it's a christian book devotional to god um it's it's really about um lining up and trying to point people to jesus um so it's it's really about it takes each letter of the alphabet and it, it i came up with a, an attribute that starts with that letter an attribute or a practice and, uh, and then that, that chapter is devoted to that specific attribute or practice and, and how we can grow that in our lives. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I wanted to make sure was that in some way or form, I wanted to make sure the, the fruits of the Spirit were all included in, in within the book somewhere. So they're not all called by the name that you would know them as, like patience, I, I used yielding. Okay. Um, but Had to find a Y word. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so they're all in there, but um, and then the other thing that I was intentional about is, is that there's a I I didn't want to just reference Bible passages uh, or scripture passages within there. I actually brought them into the chapter, so they're embedded in. And I I used uh, modern day I used the message throughout. So um, I I would sometimes look at other translations uh, to to. Um, to make sure that it was kind of had it was the concept that that I was intending, but I would always come back and, and use the message translation in in the book. So for sure, 
That's important. Yeah, the message is great. Um, for those of you who don't know, message is a paraphrase of the scriptures versus a translation, which is if you look at the original languages and find the, the original meaning, there's really a spectrum of Bible translations from super literal to ones that are thought for thought rather than word for word. And then the message is more of a paraphrase, but it's still, I'd say, true to the original meaning. Um, so yeah, using that, it's I, I, I really like that because it's it's so easy to understand. Yeah, which was my intention because to me, what I found about reading the message is that it it can take Bible verses. If, if you've grown up in the church, which I did, you've heard a lot of the, you know, whether it be King James, uh, American Standard, then NIV, um, you, and you've heard a lot of these passages the same. Uh, this just gives you a new, fresh look at that same passage and go, oh, wow, yeah. And so sometimes if you've read a, a passage or, or a verse, a lot of times you might not, you might just kind of skip over it just like in wrote, but this kind of gives you fresh eyes, which I like. How is uh, how is that book, the Bible? How has that been transformational in your life? Oh, it it is our roadmap. You know, it is it is the one truth. It's been very transformational in my life. I mean, that's that's what's led me to to God, led me to Jesus, and uh, um, obviously there's been people that He's put in my path that have also guided and helped, but. Uh, but yeah, that's to me. That's that's the foundation. So, yeah, I don't think you've said the name of your book yet. Oh yeah, um, it's it's called an alphabet for change. And uh, and uh, so haven't done a lot of um, PR or public or uh, I guess marketing yet. I have a, I have an Instagram account for it and a Facebook account, but that's been about it. So yeah, and that's how that's how we met yeah, each other. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And well, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have an anticipated release? Yeah, we're we're targeting end of February, first part of March. It's a little it's a little sketchy when when you start to get in this late process because you, you're not exactly sure how many more edits uh, passage or pass back and forth that we need to do. Um, I know the the design work will probably be done within the next two weeks, so we'll be ready once we get it edited, and then it's just a matter of of printing. We were thinking about, you know, that's another thing that you learn in this whole first-time author thing is... Yeah, I'd love to hear any lessons, because writing a book is one of those things, like, as much as public speaking is a fear of most people, um, there's some outrageous statistic that I'm going to make up right now, but it's like 80% of people, like, say they want to write a book in their life. It's a huge thing. So any advice you can give to, like, the first-time author from your experience or to people interested in this, just go for it. Yeah, for sure. Um... So one thing I've learned is that you for sure want to find a great uh, editor, and I have a, I have a great one. Um, uh, she does he- Heidi is Heidi Sheard, um, and she's been phenomenal. Ultimately, uh, it comes down to a decision: do I do I f- farm it out and you know pitch it to publishing houses and let them publish it, or do I self-publish? And there's a couple of hybrid options in between, but that's really it. Um, we kind of decided to self-publish, but yet we w- we don't want to self-publish, if that makes any sense, mm. because y- you want a little bit of credibility. Because a lot of times, if they just see author, and that's the same. Yeah, as I say, there's been a there's been a stigma for self-publishing, but I don't know that it's sticking around. I almost yeah. feel like that some of that is going it away. It has changed a little bit, but. It's it's funny how you know I I believe God puts things in front of us for different reasons and and I know um, as I was looking for publishers and and trying to figure this out, um, 
me and my partner started talking and we're like, you know what? There's other people that we know that are in this same position. We have the marketing resources. We have the designers. We have a handful of editors that we know. Why don't we start another company that's a publishing company? Just in this small space, not a huge one, Mm -hmm. but that can help and be intentional on the people we want to help. So we're kicking off a new organization that's going to be dedicated to Christian authors um, and helping them publish books. So it's called Good Soil Press. So nice. That's exciting. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have like a launch date for that, or is it? <sighs> no, the, it's pretty much there. It yeah, just needs we, to we're, be there. We're just We're just starting the. We're We're registering the company name right now. So. Um, It'll probably launch with my book because that's what's going to be. Uh, they're going to be the publisher of my book. So nice. But we've already been talking to another author about about publishing his and helping him. So that's exciting. Yeah. So we feel like there's a need, and and uh, yeah, we'll see where God takes that. So yeah. As an author, and as you've been creating this, what is your vision of success? Um. For, for this book in particular. Yeah, for sure. Well, so one of the, the H chapter is humility, right? And, and that's been something that I've, I've constantly been praying about in, in this journey is that because as you... Because you're a seven. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and as, you, as you create something, you're like, oh, I hope I can sell a bunch of these, you know? And it's oh, like, yeah. no, you know what? Yeah, mm. I've been praying. My heart is not that it's successful, really. Uh, mm. Success would be... If one person decides to purchase the book or gets given the book as a gift, and it 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 really drives about change in their life, hmm. you know, to me, then it, that would be have been worth it because um, that's what that's what it's all about, really. You know, hmm. can we can we point people to Jesus? Can we help someone in the journey? And uh, and. Can we change? Can we help them change their life and turn it around? And hmm. so, um, yeah, that would be success. That's good. Whether that, I hear about it or not, uh, who knows? Oh, you that, hope you yeah, do, right? Yeah. 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 Um, there are many people in, and I can speak for myself, and I know tons of people. You know, we get a devotional book, we get a resource for spiritual growth for other people. It's working out or for whatever. You know, we try to start these new habits, right. and it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know what? What encouragement or what? I don't know if you have any tactics or just suggestions on like how do you how do you do something like this and and stick with it? Yeah. So if, personally, I, I've found that I I pick a time. Uh, this is in referring to sticking with. Um, a devotional or, or some kind of uh, book to help, uh, whether it's the Bible or uh, or a complimentary book by another author that 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 you're using as a devotional. But I, I have a specific time every morning that I wake up and grab a coffee, of course, and clearly, and and and, and just take that time to read. Um, in my my book, I have the chapters quietness, and it talks about quietness and solitude and how we all need that. Um, but that's what I do now for a seven, like myself, the hardest thing I found is that it's, I've, I've come into a pretty good habit now of, of reading it. It's the follow through jumping back to my book. Uh, one of the things that I just tried to do with each chapter to, so that it's not just a, Hmm, 
you know, I there at the end of each chapter, there's a there's a section called stepping toward trans transformation, mm. and it puts out a challenge. And they're not big things. They're not like go on a year long mission. I mean, it's not like that. They're 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 really more everyday practical things you can try. Um, you know, whether it's forgiving and and trying to think of us situation where maybe you're holding a grudge and, and you know praying about it and reaching out to that one person they're, they're just a little different challenges like that because i think one of the things that that's easy to do is just read about stuff you know in, in your quiet times or your devotion or devotion times and and just ponder on them and, and while that's good it's really the action it's, it's really getting out and practicing what what we're what we're learning and feeding ourselves more than an intellectual exercise it's a intended to be a transformational exercise yes for sure yeah something that uh one of our pastors here pastor angie said um regarding her kind of new year's resolution she was like you know it it was wanted to have something like spend time in scripture or something she's like but i found out that those those things over you know over the course of my life can become checkboxes and so her her goal is uh to have a meaningful conversation with Jesus every day. That's good. Which is builds which is the intent of the getting in the Bible every yeah. day or the doing the devotional. Um, so it's cool that you kind of work that into that transformation piece. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh and uh, you and I talked a little bit about this, but it's not a heady book uh, by any means. It's it's really conversational and I said it, it's it's almost as if I poured myself a cup of coffee, invited the reader to do the same, and let's just chat for 15 minutes. I mean, that's kind of what the what the chapters are like. So, um, yeah, I, I hope it resonates with some people. But yeah, do you think uh, it's recommend? Is there a recommendation as far as like reading it straight through, skipping around to the words that are meaningful to you? Do you do one a day? Can you stick with one for a week? What's- yeah, yeah. It, well, so. Obviously, it's 26 chapters, 26 letters. So the intent originally was, you know, that it would be a supplement for, you know, some, something else that you're doing. That this Maybe you would read this once a, once a week, like on a Monday or something. That would give you a week to work on that attribute or, or, uh, um, because then it would be a half a year and you'd be done with the book, right? Um, and so you, obviously it would just be added to something else. But, yeah, if, if not... One once a day, I think would be reading straight through. I think uh, a couple of things. One is that it, it doesn't give you time to really work on uh, kind of the challenge set forth um, at the chapter, uh, and also as a new author, I've read it through multiple times straight through. Just a, it's in the editing process, and there are some repetitive things, as you can imagine, when you're doing. Uh, each chapter being a different attribute and word, a lot of times you somewhere in the chapter talk about what that word means, whether you're giving the actual definition or something else. So reading it straight through might get a, feel a little repetitive if there's not space in between each chapter. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that would be the recommendation for me. But there are people that uh, – there are a couple advanced copies because I'm trying to get some – early reviews and, and comments and stuff. So, and they're reading it straight through, but right. That's the intent yeah, right, yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise I'd have to wait 26 days or so. Right. <laughs> Are you transformed yet? <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, 
is you know we've we've obviously touched on a lot of different things in in different areas i always like to give space just like is there anything that i haven't asked about that you just have on your heart that you're like man i just wanted to share this or talk about this or yeah no i not really i guess uh, i think i think one of the things that this season if you want to call it that has taught me is um gosh we need to love each other Mm. you know regardless of background you know regardless of people's beliefs and we need to be especially as as followers followers of christ we need you know that they jesus said they'll know who you are by your love you know and uh and it just seems like even within the church itself, and I'm talking the big, big C church, mm-hmm. there's so much division right now, and and without unity in within within the church, you know, how can we expect others to want to to get in on that? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Nobody wants to get. This is this is a quote from from someone I quoted in the book. But nobody wants to get in a sinking ship. Mm. So, if if we don't have unity within the Christian community, and we're trying to reach out to those that aren't and say, "Come on, come aboard," you know, where's where's the where's the want to follow that? Um, realizing that we're you know we're trying to invite them to follow Jesus, but. They primarily see Jesus through what we're doing. So, yeah, I just think I just think we need to really look at ourselves and and really start loving and being kind to one another. Mm, that's a good word. I was talking with somebody in our uh, in our congregation who is also my friend, who is also one of our. Uh, uh, administrative assistants here, <laughs> Linda, okay. and she, who is also who is also who is also a woman who also has hair. Uh, she she, uh, she was just it was really cool. She was sharing with me. She's like Dan, you know, I just appreciate our conversations because we don't agree on everything, and that's politically and other things. Yeah. And she's like, but we can disagree and we can have these conversations, and it's okay. And right. she's like, and it's opened me up to see things different ways, and just been like that's that's awesome. I love that because um, when it comes to the faith, you know, I was like, I've been part of churches who really in many things, you have to believe everything a certain way. And I think trying to create space for that to be like, okay, on the big thing, uh, Jesus is central. Yeah. Clearly there's, there's orthodox things. The Trinity is (laughs) like father, son, spirit. That's the, there's the historic creeds. There are the, the authority of scripture. Um, there are things that we're, lockstep in yeah and then there are other things that are going to be a little different yeah and to be able to disagree on the non-essentials but agree on the essentials is so good is important and then to to have have grace have that space for for flex because i think we're all gonna you know we'll get to heaven and be like wow i was wrong about that right (laughs) i thought i really thought i was right about that one right golly yeah, yeah. I, I love how uh, similar to, to what you just said about yeah about uh, grace. Uh, I love how our church puts it. I mean, they always when they talk about this, they they'll put up a bullseye target and they'll say the center things like authority of scripture, Jesus' death and resurrection. Uh, the, you know those things. 
those are those are hills we'll die on. Those are those are our core beliefs. The ring around that, these are things that that um, you know we will fight for, but they're not they're not critical to our faith. Mm-hmm. We believe these things, and we'll we'll fight for these things, but they're not they're not the bullseye. And then the outer ring is these are things that we're willing to discuss and agree to disagree on. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I like that because, it, to your point, it leaves open room for grace, leaves open room for, for people to have differing opinions, but still all be welcome. And um, I just think that a lot of that's been lost in, in certain areas yeah. within, within the faith. So, Well, I can't wait until we have the opportunities to be out in public and just being able to sit with people and yes. just have conversations because sure. the there's something to be said for you know uh talking about jesus over a podcast or <laughs> over a live stream but just to be able to have these conversations with real people in real time it face to face i just can't wait agreed yeah agreed um last question my favorite one because i ask it I try to ask it every episode is the uh, this is the Grace People podcast. So uh, the intent is seeing grace in every corner of our community, White Bear Lake, Minnesota and beyond. Uh, where do you see grace in your corner of community? Um, however you understand grace, however you understand your corner of the community. Yeah, I think I, I think I, just going back to uh, kind of our just our last conversation uh, when I do see people right in my neighborhood lending a helping hand and uh whether some of them i you know i don't even know their religious beliefs their their backgrounds and things like that but um when you reach out and help a neighbor quite frankly um i think especially in in the season that we're in we've talked about it numerous times but it's it's easy to just I think I heard on one of your previous podcasts, you know, it's easy to just let people see the, the license plate and close the garage door. And uh, um, but to get out and actually interact within our, our neighborhoods, get to know our neighbors. I have I was lucky enough to last year buy a brand new snowblower. Uh, I've only gotten to use it twice this year, but I'm waiting for <laughs> waiting for a big snowfall that where I can actually try to get out and, and, and help a neighbor clear their driveway. You know, That's awesome. So. Everybody listening is going to call you now yeah. <laughs> as soon as that snow happens. Who's that Steve guy? Yeah. Where does he live? Yeah. Esteban oh, Snowblowing. <laughs> Six minutes north of White Bear. Yeah. I, so I, I think in in my corner, I mean, grace is just the outflowing of, of the grace we've received and, and, and to to pay that to our neighbors and, and those around us. Um, that's our mission field. If wherever God's put us in, you know, do do what you do to the glory of God. So hmm. that's good. Well, well, I am looking forward to your book. Well, thank you. Appreciate you uh, inviting me on the podcast. And I appreciate you saying yes and showing up. So once again, that was Steve Hallblade from Immediate Marketing, and his book uh, forthcoming is called An Alphabet for Change. You can find more information from that on his Facebook page as well as Instagram at Alphabet for Change. 
this episode of the Grace People Podcast brought to you by Community of Grace Lutheran Church. We are a Jesus-following church in White Bear Lake off 61, just south of County Road F. And guess what? Lent is starting. Lent. Lent means springtime, but it's also a season that the church celebrates to prepare for Easter. And we've got things going on uh, starting this Wednesday, which will be Ash Wednesday, February 17th. And then uh, each Wednesday after that, we'll have something at gracepeople.live at 630. Um, Just reflections on scripture as we go through our latest series, The Game of Life, focusing on... uh, Something really, really you may not have heard of, the Ten Commandments. Uh, yeah, and how, how God's rules for life actually give us freedom to all play by the same rules and enjoy the game. So if you're interested in that, check us out, gracepeople.church or online at gracepeople.live or come in person. We're here on Sunday mornings. Uh, if you have any more questions about anything, hit me up on the Instagram at gracepeoplepodcast. My name is Dan Lugo and I'm your host. It's been great being with you today as we explore grace in every corner of our community. White Bear Lake, Minnesota, and beyond.